You are listening to The Tish with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Michael Knopf, please visit MikeKnopf.com. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. One of the ways that we can gauge our mood as a nation, our ideas and our attitudes is through popular culture. And if you look at the portrayals on television, say a decade ago, of political leadership, the show that comes to mind, at least for me, is The West Wing which was an incredibly optimistic, in a lot of ways, show about the people who occupy the seats of power in our government uh, that have really, in many ways, the best intentions uh, at heart of the people that they serve are really striving day in and day out for the public good, struggling with different conflicts and issues that arise, but nevertheless, their heart is constantly in the right place and they're constantly yearning to achieve the next great era of American history. So compare the West Wing from a decade or so ago to the current iterations of political leadership on TV today. And what comes to mind for me are two shows, Scandal and House of Cards. Okay, I don't know if any, if everybody here watches either of those shows. My wife loves Scandal. I didn't quite get into it, but House of Cards we both loved. And if you look at those shows, they are, both of them, shows about deeply entrenched and pervasive corruption among the leaders in our government and in our country that it affirms the statement by Lord Acton in the 19th century that power tends to corrupt and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And if you watch these shows, that seems to be, one might argue, reflective of our mood and our attitude as a country that we watch these shows and they are so popular not really because they're fantasy, but because we've come to accept in some ways, on some level, the reality that this is in fact how our political leaders act. And what we should expect of our political leaders is not to have the public's best interest in mind, but their own interests in mind. Sometimes those two things dovetail, but often not. And what they're really interested in is their own power, their own prestige, their own ambition, their own elevation. And the reason I think that these shows are so popular and so reflective of the national mood is that it seems maybe it's just more televised today, but over the last decade or so, we have seen political scandal after political scandal after political scandal. And we've come to expect... We've come to be in some ways deeply cynical about our leaders, that they really don't have the public welfare in mind. What they really have in mind is their own pursuit of power, their own pursuit of wealth, their own pursuit of prestige. And I thought about that history this week as the verdict came in in the trial of our former governor, Bob McDonnell who was convicted on nearly all counts of uh, corruption and extortion, along with his wife, Maureen, stemming from what is apparently a pervasive 
act of selling the influence of the governorship to a vitamin manufacturer local to Richmond. And in some ways, reading this story and hearing this story, to me, hits on and reaffirms the cynicism that's growing and that's brewing about our leadership. Because lots of people were profoundly optimistic about Governor McDonnell, about his sense of pristine ethics, the values that he claimed to be bringing to the governor's mansion. And we think in general as Virginians that we have a Virginia code that holds our political leaders up to a higher standard and this event, this experience shows us that in fact, if we look at it this way, that our leaders are no different from the other leaders around the country that we are profoundly cynical about. And again, it feeds into this idea that power corrupts. But it turns out that that is not exactly true. Researchers did an experiment once, just a couple of years back, about whether or not the idea that power actually corrupts, that you can't be a good person and go into a position of authority and a position of power and not have your heart in some way turned by that position and not be in some way tempted to be corrupt or to engage in dirty dealings, to be power hungry and ambitious in, uh, in, in a position of authority. We did, they did research on this. They conduct, crafted an experiment, a pretty convincing experiment that asked people first, a group of about 200 people, actually it was a hundred, uh, uh, professionals and a hundred something students to identify what are the values that, uh, they, that they deem central to their personalities that motivate them in life. And then they conducted an experiment based on those people to see how they act and how they treated people when they were in a position of authority and position of power. And it turned out that the ones who scored highest on a moral scale that identified things like kindness and compassion and charitable giving as elements of their personality that they, that they feel were, that they felt were central to who they are. It turned out that those people acted with kindness, compassion, charity, and justice when they were in positions of authority and power. And those who did not remark that central to who they are were those fine qualities, it turned out that those people acted corrupt and mean and spiteful and vindictive and self-interested when they were put in positions of power. And the conclusion of the researchers is that it's not that power corrupts. It's that power gives opportunity for corrupt people to act more corruptly. But power also gives opportunity for moral and ethical people to elevate their sense of good and their sense of ethics and to distribute that to a larger portion of people. And it strikes me as we are in the season of sending our kids off to school, whether it be elementary school, middle school, high school, college, that we inculcate a sense in them that what they should be doing in school, what they should be learning, this developmental period in young people's lives, they need to learn facts and they need to learn figures 
And they need to do really well on their tests to get into really good colleges. And if they're in colleges, they need to do really well on their exams so that they can get good internships and get good jobs. And we drive in our young people that the goal of life is success. And we define success by level of ambition, kind of job, level of salary. And it strikes me that that approach to education, that approach to bringing up our young people, that is the condition that creates the Bob McDonald's of the world. Because what we say to people is that it doesn't really matter who you are inside. What matters is what you achieve. And that what is important, what is valuable, is the level of your professional and financial success. And lest you think that this is not what we at least implicitly teach our kids, I, not of course in Bethel, but in the past few years I have encountered and worked with a number of young people preparing for their bar mitzvah. And by and large, the ambition of most 12 and 13 year olds are really only a couple of things. They say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I get versions of rich. I get versions of successful. And if that is what our children think growing up and becoming successful is about, then we aren't doing our job teaching them the way they ought to be taught. Which is why I love that we have religious school. And I love that we still consider this a priority because what religious school at its core does, and Bethel's religious school does, is try to create menches. Our public schools, our private schools, our universities, they might try to create people who are successful professionals. That's very good. But we try to train and educate the heart. And it turns out that if a person has their heart trained and educated, to become a mensch, to become a good and decent and kind and compassionate person, that when they are in positions of success, when they are in positions of power, when they are in positions of authority, they will act commensurate to those values. In our Torah portion this week, we are retold the story of when Amalek, a nomadic warmongering people that attacked the Jewish people when they were leaving Egypt in the wilderness. We read about them again in this week's Torah portion. And Moses says, remember what Amalek did to you in the wilderness. The Hasidic master, Reblevi Yitzchak of Berdichev, looks at that verse and says, why does it have you singular in the Hebrew? It says, Remember what Amalek did to you, singular, when you were in the wilderness. Why does it say, remember what Amalek did to you all when you were in the wilderness? And he says that it's not only talking about a political and historical event in the Torah. It may be talking about that as well. But ultimately what it's talking about is the war with Amalek that each of us have in our own hearts. And that is what we need to remember, Reb Levi Yitzchak says, 
that we are constantly, perpetually at war with an inner Amalek that tries to turn our hearts and lead us to temptation and lead us to do the things that we know deep down that we oughtn't do. And we remember that we we remember what Amalek did to us in the wilderness because we are supposed to constantly be training ourselves and preparing ourselves for that battle because indeed it happens at all times. The battle happens stronger, the temptations are greater as we elevate ourselves through our ambition into positions of authority and power, but the battle is true for each and every one of us, that inside of us there's a war raging between that part of us that wants to do harm and that part of us that wants to be self-interested and that part of us that wants to serve and do good for others. So our Torah portion says, remember what Amalek did to you in the wilderness, to each and every one of you, to each and every one of us. Because unless we train and take care of our hearts, then indeed power will corrupt. And absolute power will corrupt. Absolutely. Shabbat Shalom.